Okay, there we go. What are you waiting for? Do it! Triple M. So it's that time of the year. You know, it's a month today till Christmas. And I was thinking how much, probably like you, I need a holiday. And strangely enough, I was listening to the talking heads when the thought hit my mind. Hello, this is Annabelle. Annabelle, it's Phil here at Triple M. How are you? Phil, how are you? Good. I'm looking at getting a holiday. You can help me with this, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what we're here for. You know how you find yourself living in a shotgun shack uh, and you want to find yourself in another part of the world? Or you find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Where are you thinking about going? Somewhere sunny? Yeah, somewhere nice, you know. Maybe I can find myself in a beautiful house with my beautiful wife and I can go, well, how did I get here? You do want to stay in a resort, I'm assuming, though. Well, where's good? Uh, Fiji's great. At Fiji? Here. Okay. Yeah, it's beautiful. For flights, you're probably looking at about 600 return. Accommodation depends on how long you're away, but if you're talking about sort of a week to 10 days, really you could wrap the whole lot up for about two and a half grand. Great, that's pretty good. I want to get somewhere near the ocean. You know, I want some water dissolving and water removing. You know, I want to be able to wake up in the morning and go, there's water at the bottom of the ocean. Well, that's definitely the place for you then. There's yeah. plenty of water and plenty of ocean. I want to get myself maybe a hire car or something. Somewhere I can ask myself, you know, where is that large automobile? Not sure how easy that is in the resort parts. You probably won't need it. Oh, great. Yeah, I want to stay in a nice hotel as well. Where, you know, me and the wife will be really able to say, this is not our beautiful house. And, you know, you may tell yourself, this is not my beautiful wife. Well, I, I hope you have a lovely time with your wife. Definitely got a beautiful hotel uh, options there for you. You can drive around there as well, can't you? You can drive around there. Because I'm a big fan okay. of... Where does that highway go? You might ask yourself, am I right or am I wrong? But then you go, my God, what have I done? Well, I can't say I've seen too many huge highways in Fiji. People always say to me, the thing about Fiji is, is it's the same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's one of its charms. Once in a lifetime opportunity, I say. Absolutely. Letting the days go by, letting the water hold me down. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you Into mean. the blue again after the money's gone. But you'll have a great time. Thanks so much. I'll pop down and, uh, and get all the details. Yep, fantastic. I look forward to seeing you. Just doing something really technical that involves um, Sarah from the Super Jesus, who's on the phone. Are you there? Yeah, I feel like I speak to you all the time. I know, I was just thinking that before. I was like, hey, <laughs> why don't you just bloody move in? I know. Hi, I'm home. What's for dinner? I'll tell you what's for dinner. The brand new video for Super Jesus, exclusively worldwide premiere on the Rubber Room Facebook page. Oh, my God. I don't know if it actually is the world premiere, but I'm going to say it is. So can you go with that? Absolutely. Oh, it's incredible. World premiere. I can't believe it. I'm just blown away. Thank you so much. World premiere? Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. I'm a serious ball. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my show. Oh, my God. The world premiere. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Oh my God, I could be anywhere in the world and I would still be able to watch it. <laughs> hey, listen, we've got to press the button and you're the one that can do it. Can you press, I don't know, six on your mobile phone? I, don't, I didn't read the email. Hey, is this actually going to do something? Oh, I think it's done. It's on the World Wide oh, Web. <laughs> That's it. That was the button. I thought there was going to be fireworks. Hang on, I'll find some sound effects now. Okay. It's all happening now. All right, there you go. All right, thank you, Sarah. We've got Neve on the phone. She's from uh, Ireland. She's got a website called Doppelgangers, and you send your photo, she will scour the world wide web and find the person who is your doppelganger, 
And in fact, she's got a photo of me on the Rubber Room Facebook page as well right now, which Jeff Bauer commented on quite correctly. Well, you know, you get over 40, you're bald and you get glasses. We all look the same. That's true. Neve, I sent you that one photo so people can have a look at that. Did you find any more? I did. I found two so far. One in Ireland and one in Italy. I've seen a photo of somebody who apparently looks like me and in my opinion, I'm far better looking. Did you think that too when you saw your doppelganger? You've never actually seen your own face. You've only ever seen the reflection of your face. Yeah. So the first couple of people that I saw looked like me and then I showed them to my friends and family. They disagreed with me wholeheartedly, you know. So then I had to kind of reevaluate what do I actually look like, you know, and break it down to facial features. So we're all kind of either too good to ourselves or too hard on ourselves, you know. And it's really just concentrating on your facial features and looking past any ideas that you have about yourself. Yeah, because I try to look at myself in the mirror and my reflection just looks away in disgust. <laughs> when I first saw the pictures of Karen, I wasn't convinced straight away. And then this is my first doppelganger. And she started putting photos together of the both of us. You know, we were connected on Facebook. So if I was smiling in a particular way, she would be smiling in the same way. If I was holding a little kitten, she'd be holding a little puppy. She put really similar photos together of the two of us. And it's only when I saw that that I was like, wow, okay, I really do look like this girl. And so people contact you from all over the world wanting to find their doppelganger. How many people have you had in touch so far? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, we have currently over half a million registered to wow. our sizing, 700,000 now. Yeah, and that's rising every day. And it really is people from all over the world, even from tiny islands with people, you know, population of only 10,000. Um, it's insane. It's so great to see such an interest in finding your doppelganger. How do people get in touch with you? So the, our website is twinstrangers.com, so www.twinstrangers.com, and you can uh, set up your own profile, right. enter in your own facial features, ethnicity and age, and then the system will throw back at you people who have the same facial features as you. A few months ago, Sammy X and I went for a drink late one night in a a bar, a shitty little bar in the middle of nowhere. Do you remember the guy looked at you and it was like four o'clock in the morning and he goes, it's Cameron Diaz. Oh yeah, I do remember that. He was very drunk though. Because <laughs> she looked just like her, you know, except of course, anyway. On the Rubber Room Facebook page, Wayne just sent me this link. He said, Phil, last weekend I was at dinner with the folks at this nice little pub and there was this band on stage and they were murdering, they were butchering Pink Floyd's Comfortably Numb. And if there's ever a song you shouldn't attempt, this is probably it. So he taped a bit on my phone, on his phone for us, so we could all enjoy this. Hello, hello, hello. Is there anybody in there? Just not a Nobody's nodding. Is there anyone This is like Novocaine for the years. Miss Inappropriate, please introduce our guest. Oh yeah, he's the Sultan. The Sultan of Swing. It's Dan Sultan in the Rubber Room. Boys will come here, boys will go. Dan, great to have you here in the rubber room. Last time we saw you, it was with Paul Kelly. Did he bring you incidentally and go, I can't do this without you? Uh, yeah, I don't think those were his exact words. But yeah, it was. Uh, I've been lucky enough to get a few phone calls from Paul over the years, and it's always um, very flattering. And yeah, you know, it's something that um, you know, it's opportunities that I jump at. Obviously, as, as I think anyone would. 
I didn't know whether I'd be asked to actually sing on it, but when he asked me to sing another song that he'd written earlier, it was, um, you know, obviously I jumped at it. How does your songwriting um, differ compared to somebody like Paul Kelly? I write a lot of different ways. You know, there are songs that have taken over 10 years to write, and it's because I don't really push it. But if I have an idea and I get it to a certain point, like you say, and then it doesn't seem to be doing anything after that, then I'll I'll never forget it, and I might pick it up later on. I might never pick it up. Yeah. You know? But then sometimes a song takes as long as it takes to sing, to write it. I really I don't have a particular way of doing things. I know I know great songwriters who need everything in there in a particular spot. They I know a songwriter that a great songwriter that has to have a particular pen. He won't use any other pen <laughs> yeah. to write lyrics, yeah. and that's just how he has to do it. Far better for me to say what's right or what's wrong. You know, for me. Personally, I don't really have a particular way of doing it. If it happens, it happens, and when it happens, it'll happen. I've got my mate Dave on the phone. It's great to see you the other night too, by the way. Thanks for the invite to dinner, man. Yeah, good catch-up, yeah. Yeah, your mum's good too. Your mum's nice. Yeah, that's all right, yeah. Do you remember you said to me afterwards, now that, you know, since your, um, your dad left... Yeah, right. From what I could gather, though, it, you know, things were looking a bit rocky there for a while. Oh, it's a bit messy, yeah. Yeah, sure. Anyway, you were saying to me that your mum was um, quite lonely. Well, not so much lonely. I think you said she was looking for company. Yeah, she had the time to know moments, you know, but she's all right, man. She's um, in her, what, mid-50s? Yeah, she's 53 this year. Wow, doesn't look it, mate, at all. Yeah, she's in shape, man. She's all right. She looks after herself. Yeah, she does. No, she's very uh, very attractive for a woman of her age. I was just thinking, you know, um, I just wondered uh, how you'd feel if I uh, took your mother out. What, like on a date? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Are you for real? Yeah. I mean, like I said, she's quite an attractive woman. Mate, how desperate are you? That's, that's just stupid. Don't say desperate, mate. I think that's you, you're undervaluing well, your mum. Well, I mean, you're a f***ing idiot. Well, I've seriously, you're not going to take my That's ridiculous, mate. If you, seriously, if you ring my mum... Well, I was just thinking stuff. maybe, you know... Uh, no. All right. Well, it was a nice dinner anyway. I enjoyed it. How are you, Bruce? What are you up to? Just listening to your show, of course. So you're the one. <laughs> yeah, keep up the good music and show, mate. A month from now, it's going to be Christmas. Oh, I know. Very scary, isn't it? How oh, old man. are you now? Uh, 49, mate. Mate, you've got one more year to go, and then you can have the scariness, the fear of getting to 50. Yeah, oh, it's a couple of months away. <laughs> I had to go to the doctor recently. I went in there and I said, I've got this stomach problem. She goes, ooh. Because I'd be freaking out that I've got something wrong with me, you know. Yeah, yeah. And she's given me these two little jars, yeah. and I had to shit. Oh. Like, put it in the little container, then put that in the freezer. You can imagine how that went down well with Mrs. Yeah. Ugly. I don't know if you've ever had to do this, and I, probably you will have when you get to in two months' time. I probably will, mate. Scooping it out, yeah. putting it in a little container, and I'm like, well, I don't have anything I can use for that. So I've got like a kitchen knife, and I'm oh. put it, And then Mrs. Ugly's like, why is there a kitchen knife in the bathroom? I'm like, you don't want to know. <laughs> anyway, so after getting the fear, yep. I go in to get the medical results. Yep. She said, no, ain't nothing wrong. Oh, I'm, I'm glad about that, but what about my stomach? She goes, oh, have some Gaviscon. Oh. <laughs> oh, so, story. you know, something for you to look forward to, man. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks. <laughs> okay, mate. I've scared you now, haven't I? Put the fear of God in here. <laughs> Just make sure you tell the missus what those two containers are in the freezer, for Christ's sake. And the knife. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's the thing, though. Men don't like to go to the doctor, but you've got to go. There's your important message from the rubber room tonight. But, you know, like, if you get the little containers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> don't tell the missus. By the way, I was lying in bed last night just working on the show because I don't actually sleep or eat or do anything other than 
just I'm just. That's ma- why you're so pale. No, I'm just because I'm made of rubber. But no, I was thinking of some rock legend bands we could feature, and I wrote down a few here: uh, Talking Heads, REM, Nine Inch Nails, Radiohead, The Doors, Neil Young, because that'd be great. Uh, the Who, Clash, U2, Stones, Queen, Cure, Faith No More, Oasis, ZZ Top, uh, Pretenders. There's a whole bunch. And the other one I got down there too was the Smashing Pumpkins. I've said to this woman in the pub, "What a lovely pair you have." And she said, well, you're a smashing pumpkin. It's Billy Corgan, the rock legend in the rubber room. I sort of hatched the idea that I was going to form this band, and people would say, what's the band going to be called? And long before I met any members of the band, they used to say smashing pumpkins. It was sort of a joke. I think they'll be one of the bigger bands of the late 20th century. Billy Corgan, it's great to see you. How are you? Fab. Have you had different interpretations from fans that are completely different to what you expected the interpretation to be? I think when you've been an artist for a particular period of time, fans kind of reach a point where they think they know who you are. People, a lot of times with me, they get very focused on the guitar sound, for example. To me, the guitar sound is like ketchup. It's not as important as the way I play or the key we're in or the arrangement of the song. I think a lot of times what'll happen, and I hear this a lot from musicians who try to learn my songs, they're like, wow, this song was a lot harder than I thought. There's a kind of shininess that we can create with the guitar sound or the pumpkins thing that people get lost. It's almost like a diversion, like a magic trick, like over here is the shiny bit. Meanwhile, the real subtext of the music is underneath all that. And that's what I tend to focus on. So when people say, oh, it's a throwback or whatever, I think it's more about the sort of the catch over everything but it has very little to do with the machinery underneath the idea is to get people to look beneath the signature sound and actually see what else is going on there yeah and what i like to say to people is if you would actually compare say an album from the 90s and this album you would find actually very little in common so it's kind of interesting that the sonic aspect of it is almost more important these days than the subtext and you see that with a lot of popular music like i can't tell a lot of pop artists one from the other they sing in similar keys similar types of lyrics the song arrangements are very similar the voices that they're even attracted to are very similar so it's almost like the difference between one artist and another is no longer a particular style it's actually styles of production i was going to say would you blame that on the technology or do you think it's that people are being lazy or perhaps there's a certain stereotype genre that gets played on the radio that it's easy to fall into that and just get yourself hurt um i think it's a very complicated question and i think the simplest answer is Technology has everything to do with the fact that you can take someone of common talent and make them seem extraordinary. And because there's less emphasis these days on actually playing live, and what I mean by that is actually singing live in front of an audience. Most television performances are canned and people are lip syncing. So the demand and actually being able to physically and emotionally represent your music live, the fact that that no longer is as important. Somebody on a pop album is no different than Spider-Man swinging through the air. It's a computer creation, and just like the audience has accepted when they watch Spider-Man swing through the air, that they know that somebody's actually not swinging through the air, and that's okay. Um, they've also accepted pop stars not really singing their music. Thank you so much for talking to Triple A. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be here. What a nice guy and a smart guy to talk to as well. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. Yes, I am a rock god. Yes, a rock legend. Prince of Darkness when Ozzy's not around. But I actually quite like that Coldplay song. Head full of adventure. At least I think that's the name of the song. I, mean, I wasn't paying that much attention to what it's actually called, man. You know, like... Apparently a lot of fish out there. Yeah, there's a few fish out there. I'm going to get to that in just a second. In fact, the reason I mentioned fish on the rubber room on Triple is because apparently, and Nat's on the phone, and uh, she's done some research into this, sharks like ACDC. 
Matt Wallow, who's a tourism operator outside of um, Port Lincoln in South Australia, definitely found that they liked them. So it's better than throwing the chum into the water then? Oh, look, I think that sharks like chum too. It's, um, I guess, a, a little bit calmer for them um, to have music playing. Although calmer, ACDC, I would have thought maybe Kenny G if you were trying to lure them in. The sound sounds pretty different underwater. Um, oh, yeah, good so, point. But definitely, apparently, they act much calmer around the music. They've usually used chum um, to attract sharks, which is basically, um, you know, fish products um, and fish oil. Yeah. Um, you know, and things that sharks eat. So what they found is that sharks were coming more often to that area. There's a bit of tourism around there and they had, you know, um, people using chum. Yeah. So they basically said they wanted less people to use the chum and they took back a couple of licenses and had heard about people on islands off Mexico using music. So he just thought he'd give it a go. And apparently ACDC was the winner that year. That's great on yeah. one level, but not on another. If you happen to be a surfy and you're out there and you're on the, you know, the wave and you're, whoa, I'm on a high way to out. Next thing you know, you've got a leg. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe don't sing ACDC no. while you're surfing. I wonder what they don't like. Did they find out what sharks were repelled by? I know there is some research going on around this. I don't think there's anything being released yet that's conclusive. Maybe Guy Sebastian you know, or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Anything higher pitched is probably less attractive. I Kylie know. Minogue. I should be so lucky lucky. Keep you out of danger if you're in the depths. She's not that high pitched. The next call I'm going to make is to someone that owns a fish, and I'm going to try some of these techniques to see what happens. I'm sure if you play it loud enough. Thank you so much for your time. Really terrific. Yeah, no worries. So time for the experiment, time for the myth-busting, time for the science part of the show. We spoke to Nat a moment ago who said that apparently sharks uh, were attracted to the music of ACDC but perhaps repelled by other music. So we thought we'd put this to the test. Well, we can't get any sharks. However, what have you got, Amanda? What kind of... Uh, crustacean have you got there? I've got four goldfish, two black moors and two fantails. Fantastic. Have they got any names? Not that that's relevant. No, they okay, don't. Okay, good. All right, because I don't want to get too... Tony, but he died. I just, well, exactly the reason why I don't want to get too friendly with them, because it could, you know... Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, enough, <laughs> enough sadness in my life. Okay, can they hear the radio? They can now. Okay, good. All right, I'm going to give you some ACDC. Let's see the reaction of this. Let's see what happens. How's that going down? They digging that or what? They are not doing anything differently. Right, so maybe this is just turned out to be untrue. Maybe she's made the story up. Maybe the fish have nothing whatsoever in common with ACDC and it's just a myth, right? Like Shall I try and play? I, I tell you what, I'll play, some, I'll play something else. Uh, Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan. Maybe this will work. Is that working? They look pretty chill. Wow. Okay, appreciate that, Amanda. Thank you very much. There you go. So less ACDC if you've got a fish and more Kylie Minogue. How'd that help you out, Mark? How were the fish? Did they hear any of that Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan business there? Um, but singing, singing the duet. Were they singing along? Well, let's see how they go with ZZ Top. Let me know what the fish's reaction is to this, Mark. And remember, you're part of a scientific experiment here, so later on tonight, you you, know, you might get tortured. But anyway, here we go. Have a listen. I'm in love, I'm down. Take my word, my word. What kind of fish is it, by the way, Mark? It's like a rock and roll fish. A rock and roll fish, right. I like those. Tasty. I'm just looking for some oh, I'm just looking for some fish. How do they like that? Was that good? Does that go down well or what? Yeah. Good, okay. It's like a um, rock cod. 
<laughs> They've turned into cod at the sound of that. Let me just try this quickly because Adele is the current flavour of the month and I know everyone's digging her. Let this uh, newly developed cod have a listen to this. What's the vibe on that with the fish? Oh, this sounds like a grouper. I don't know what he said there, but it didn't sound too good. Oh, let me just try one more here. Diane, have you had the chance to be involved in this experiment in your own time there while I've been talking to these other people? Actually, we've got a Murray cod called George. George, hello, George. Yeah, hi, George. Now he's famous. Right. Um, he actually listens to Triple M all day. Okay, good. Well, he uh, leaves the radio going all day, and yeah, he, he's always just grooving away. Okay, well, let me try this. I'm going to try something that we don't normally play. Though. I'm going to play Iggy Agazalia. Here we go. What's he think of that? Actually. He really is wiggling. He's trying to yeah, get away. There's your, okay, there's your proof. Shit music can kill a fish. What about this? Have a listen to this. How's that going down on the George Fish house off? Oh, he's wiggling more to this than to Iggy Agazalia. Fantastic. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There is the definitive proof across Australia that Triple M is the number one station for fish. Do you know how I've been trying to find vinyl records to play? Yes. Because I want to follow up the great success we had of playing Dark Side of the Moon in its entirety. And I found another vinyl record for you. Uh, this is a curious one because it's, uh, and this again cost me $4, so I got a receipt. Uh, and this one's called Music for Teenagers. Brilliant. And it's a nice sentiment too. Here's one of the songs. I thought you might like to hear this. Music for Teenagers record from the 70s, incidentally. Dear Mom and Pop, how do I tell you? I never thought I'd ever find them Something you don't deserve. How many times did I lie? How many nights did I cry? There's no other way. I'll just have to come right out and say, I'm gay. Put it on. Leave it on. Go outside and mum and dad listen. That's lovely, isn't it? Way of saying yeah, it. that's like, and it's. I like the fact it's kind of like Partridge Family era as well. Yeah. We may find this a bit disturbing. He held me. No. Oh.